0: You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast.
1: It's always a privilege to come together every Sunday morning to worship the Lord. I don't know how you feel this morning. I don't know how your week has been, but Sunday morning is a time where we put aside whatever happened during the week to just focus on the Lord. Amen. So I feel like we're a little bit, you know, shy. You know, it's like people are just watching there. This is not the parliament. This, is the, this is the church of God over here. We're here to worship the Lord, so we better be animated to the worship, Amen. So please, let's stand again. Let's stand up again, alright, and look to the brother, or the sister on your side and just say, we are passionate about Jesus this morning, and tell him I love you so much, amen, so let's sit down there, we're passionate guys, praise the Lord. As you can tell, Michael is not here this morning. I don't look like Michael. That's obvious. We are different. Michael is in Sweden. Michael and Michelle—they traveled to Stockholm to encourage the church in Sweden. It's so amazing to see how God can use one church and reach the whole planet in one generation with the gospel of jesus christ so welcome to the london international christian church we're just disciples of jesus and we are thought about serving god knowing god and serving god is what he's all about with us and then uh, it's kind of strange to have you know a man all the way from france to preach in english Amen i know some of you you feel like oh man blaze is going to preach in english that's so hard wait until you do the communion in french wait until i ask you to do the welcome in french then you can understand a little bit what's going on in my brain right now right so i have the right side of my brain processing everything in french and then the left side of my brain is translating at the same time So, I gotta really be focused as I try to speak in English so that I don't let the rice out of my brain take over. (laughs) And then you gotta be yelling stuff like, Bonjour, comment allez-vous? Jésus est merveilleux. Oh, sorry. I was saying Jesus is great in English, right? So, pray for me there so i believe i have the gift that yeah, i can speak in tongues there right amen uh yeah english is a tongue there you know you just got to speak in tongues and uh, this morning we're gonna go over we're gonna we're gonna uh, go in the bible that's the best way to say it. let's go in the bible and then we're gonna study something i feel will truly inspire us this morning to seek god more and to make a decision to not only seek God but to really commit our life to serve that amazing God, amen. amen. So we're gonna go in Acts chapter 19. Come on, bro. Come on, Acts chapter 19. We have many things coming, you know, in the next weeks. That being in the kingdom of God is so amazing, you don't get bored in the kingdom of God if you're born in the kingdom of God that means there's something wrong with you there because there's a lot of excitement going on in the kingdom of god uh next week in about 10 days we're going to go for the global leadership conference in california so it's going to be an amazing time and i've been serving god for 22 years uh i've had the privilege of traveling up and downs and god's kingdom is so amazing you go to california you see disciples just like you i mean they might not be from the same culture from the same background from the same country but it doesn't matter soon as you get in the Bible and commit your life to Jesus then you get into a new kind of family that makes you unify wherever you go you just see people just like you who believe the same thing the same doctrine who have the same practices because we love Jesus so we're gonna go there to really be inspired and challenge and and, and have a greater vision for for what God wants us to accomplish in our generation and it's gonna be amazing to see about five uh, missions teams being sent out to go and plant new churches so by next summer by by the end of next summer uh, this summer we're gonna start a church in paris france that's amazing the gospel is going to france yeah even french people need jesus that's amazing but look we're not going to move to france i see you guys are looking at us even though english is a little bit challenging but we love you guys more than france but we'll probably go there to preach in france as well right so we're going to start a new mission team where else the church knows right where do we where are we going this
0: Mexico
1: mexico city yes we're going to start a church of disciples in mexico city in august and then after mexico city What will be the next city there? San Francisco. San Francisco in the United States. We're sending another team in San Francisco to preach the same gospel. And then we're going to send another team. Where else? Boston. Boston. And Boston is called New England. England, yeah. Yeah. but I'm kind of like the whole England over here, right? This one is better over here, right? The whole wine, England, and then we're gonna go to Orlando as well. So it's time to go and make disciples of every nation. That's Jesus' command, and I really believe that's what the Book of Acts is all about. We call it is really, we call it the Acts of the Apostles, but I really believe. These acts are not the acts of the apostles. this are the acts of the Holy Spirit. God using men like you and me to be able to fulfill the greatest command human beings ever received. From the greatest dreamer and visionary of the whole universe, Jesus Christ. Before he went back to heaven, he told his disciples, Go and make disciples of every nation. And since 22 years, I've been living for that cause. And I can guarantee you, it's a lot of excitement. Yes, I'm a lawyer by training. I did all my studies in French. And I thought I have seized the real dream for my life. I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to have my own law firm. Wayne can relate to that. You know, Wayne is a a lawyer as well. So lawyers can make a lot of money. money. And for me, it was like, yes, this is the goal of my life. I want to make a lot of money, and I had a lot of visions for my continent, Africa. I was born in Africa. I was born in Cameroon uh, 47 years ago. So now you can figure out how I am, right? Uh, But I'm still in good shape right now. No problem. So, yeah. I feel like I'm doing good there, you know, just keeping that stomach there, back there. So I was like, I'm going to go to the United States and make money, and then when I have money, I will live the dream of my life. do with money I will wow man I will buy nice cars I'll be driving you know Mercedes I'll be driving all kind of you know great cars I will build myself houses and then I will be unfaithful to my wife I'll have many ladies and then as well I will travel everywhere I want to travel I will just live, live a great life and be happy and then i noticed something people already have everything i was trying to run after reading newspapers watching documentaries reading some books i read a lot of books about people biographies i found out most of these people they had it all but they were never fulfilled something was going wrong in their life some of them were committing suicide so how can you have money houses cars bank accounts heavy like you know i went to visit Buckingham palace some people have bank account heavy like Buckingham palace but they are still depressed
0: they
1: don't know what it means to truly have a marriage and be faithful they don't have any sense of loyalty to marriage and sometimes they don't even see their kids growing up they're running after money. I remember one day I was in the airport uh, uh, catching a flight to go for a conference in the United States. And then there's this whole man that used to know me before that and then saw me at the airport and he came to me and he said, Young man, why is it that you don't call me even to say hello? Where have you been? And I was giving him excuses. I was like, oh yeah, uncle. Yeah, you know what? I'm very busy as a pastor. I'm very busy. You know, I just travel, I go everywhere, planting churches, and it's just so demanding. That's why I've not been calling you. He looked at me and then he laughed and he pulled me aside. He said, Can I talk to you a little bit? I said, Yes, yes, Uncle. So he pulled me in the corner of the airport. He said, He looked at me and he said, You remember, you, you remind me of me when I was younger, about your age. I was running up and down, trying to catch a vision and a dream for my life. I wasn't there for my friends, I wasn't there for my kids, for my wife. And you know what happened? One day I came back from one of these trips. I went back home and nobody was there. My kids had grown. I didn't even notice. And they were out of the house. And I came back one day with money. But there was no family at all anymore. And up till today, I'm trying to reconnect with them. But I've lost the time. And this is an impossible task. Don't make the same mistakes. It's like, whoa, challenging there. You know, sometimes we just roll ups and down. We're trying to give a sense to our life. But unless the Lord is really your focus, unless God really planned your path. It is impossible to find fulfillment in this life. It is impossible. And I only believe the book of Acts gives us a clue of what life should be all about. Life should be about obeying God and helping other people in every nation to obey God. Amen? Let's look at Acts chapter 19. The title of my sermon is Get Up. Get up. Before you go to 19, let's go to 22 first. 22, 16. Get up! It is time to wake up. Acts 22. Now I need to put my glasses. I don't know what happened to my eyes. Is it London? Is it the dust? Is it aging? Well, I don't know. It's not a French problem, right? It's a universal problem. When you reach forties, now you gotta take glasses. Sean, you know what I'm talking about, bro? Amen. Acts 22. I used to see my teachers and my professors wearing glasses. I was like, oh, this young, oh, this whole man, man, what's going on? Now I gotta put glasses, and sometimes I think about myself. I say, you are, the, oh, you're that old man right now, right? Acts 22:16. There, all right. But my wife doesn't think I'm, uh, I'm old. There, you know, she's. She's his "Father, We've we'll been married for 17 years. She's just fired up. You know? And now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away. Wow. Calling on His name. How do you get up? Really understand that you can be walking, and not truly walking in God's will. So you gotta get up this morning to enter god's plan for your life you look in acts chapter 19 there we see disciples paul and his disciples preaching the gospel and telling people in every city in every corner of the planet to wake up and get into god's plan in chapter 19 over here let's read from uh, uh, from 8. Paul is in Ephesus over here, the Bible says he entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some of them became obstinate, they refused to believe, and publicly maligned the way. So Paul left them. He took the disciples with him and had discussion daily in the lecture hall of Tyranus. This went on for two years, so that all the Jews and Greeks who live in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul, so that even the handkerchief and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick, and their illnesses were cured, and the evil spirit left them. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits, tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? <laughs> then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear. And the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed their evil deeds. A number who have practiced sorcery broke their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the values of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. Number one, if you are to really get up from your spiritual sleep this morning, and join the Lord in His purpose for your life. You got to build a personal relationship with Jesus. You see, it's not just about coming to church because anyone can be a believer when you have a crowd together singing hallelujah to God. It's just so good to be among people that love god you know we can come together share about you know our week and read the bible together pray together and go back home but your christianity all really start when you are alone do you have a personal relationship with god or is it the church that's keeping you going what's keeping you going are you depressed the rest of the week and just expecting to come on Wednesday and Sunday to be fired up or do you really have a work with God I truly really want to challenge us this morning to look deep down in our hearts what keeps you going Do you have a personal relationship with the Lord? You see over here in this passage, we we have this amazing stuff going on, you see disciples as well. Disciples are focused on preaching. They were in that uh, lecture hall of Tyrannus for about two years, preaching the gospel of Christ. And the Bible says in about two years, that impact reached the whole province of Asia. All the cities in Asia knew about the gospel because of their commitment to God. And the Bible says as they were doing this, people were watching them and you have these seven sons of this uh, you know, priest called Siva. They didn't want a commitment. They didn't want that personal encounter of Jesus. But they wanted the fruit. They wanted the miracles. They wanted the fame so that people can see them they're looking at paul and the disciples say wow look at these guys they are famous they are preaching and even paul handkerchief you can use it and just touch a sick man it's going to be healed wow that's incredible let's do the same and now they started their own ministry and they went to the first demon possessed man And they're like what is paul saying every time that they reach out to this kind of people what's he saying oh we understand the name of jesus so one of them went ahead and said okay hey you possess man in the name of jesus that paul preaches god and people are looking at them like wow look at these preachers they come back again these are different preachers but the same conviction but not the same results there right because when paul does that the demons will run away but when the son of siva did that what happened the demon is like what's going on here what are you talking about i know jesus i cannot stand jesus and i know about paul yeah absolutely that paul i can see jesus in him but you who are you
0: <laughs>
1: answer now who are you they're like uh, uh, uh what do you mean we're just we're trying to do like paul so, no, 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 no. i know paul but i don't know you i'm gonna give you the beating of your life <laughs> you feel like me the devil i'm scared of everyone that just pronounced the name of jesus you think enough just to go to church and then you can kick me out you think it's enough to call yourself a disciple and then you can kick me out you think it's easy let me show you how strong a harm the Bible say jump out of that demon possess a hey, jump on these guys they pull all of them together, seven people, push them up like this, you know, give them some baffle, bam, 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 remove their shirt, give them some spankings, you know, throw them on the floor, take some mud, put them on their faces, and kick them out. And they are running like, save us! Wow. If you feel like your religion has no power in it, you're always feeling depressed even after you've called of the name of jesus and you don't feel any joy about your religion there's something wrong and you gotta check yourself this morning because the kingdom of god is not a matter of talking it's a matter of power that inner strength that you feel when you walk with god so when you face challenges in your life you don't go okay in the name of jesus that keep making preachers go away now." in the name of jesus that michael preaches no, no 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 what about you what do you believe what do you preach what are your convictions what is your faith
0: right.
1: it is personal you're not going to go to heaven because somebody's going to introduce you you know when you get to the gate there, you're like oh lord sorry lord i need to i used to go to church with james and you know nick and michael we're all together we are part of the london international christian church you know and we it's just a group we used to do everything together you know Lord, i'm part of the crowd so he saved me no it's personal judgment And you are going to stand there alone no disciple no friend no church service alone with your lord now if you cannot stand alone with god today how are you going to stand with god at the end of the days We, we want to spend eternity with a god that we don't really know and enjoy don't you think eternity is going to be boring if you cannot enjoy god today
0: that's right
1: just for a few years how are you going to enjoy him for eternity one day the disciple asked me this question how do you think heaven is going to be bro so it's going to be fun i say how i'm like oh boy bro how huh? Gonna be in God's presence forever, he's like, yeah, but yeah, God's presence. I'm not gonna just look at Him every day, every night. So, there's no time in eternity, bro. You gotta be, better go and read your Bible and get excited. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you, you gotta read it and you gotta know God. People want to walk with others' people's faith, that's the problem. That's why our Christianity sometimes doesn't have impact because we want to walk with others' people, believe in convictions. We want to talk about, oh, that Jesus that Paul preaches. Yes, that's
0: right.
1: You got to preach the Jesus that you know yourself. Amen. How deep do you know Jesus? And you see in the faces over here, they, they, they have an amazing impact. And they were able to do some great work for the Lord because they were intensively training in God's word. They were in God's words in that lecture hall of Tyronus, they were reading the Bible, teaching the Bible, convincing people of the Bible. How can you give something that you don't
0: have?
1: Some of us were over 10 years in the faith, but we still only know the history of Zacchaeus on the tree. That have been taught at Kids Kingdom forever, and the only thing you know about your Bible so every time you face any challenge in your life you're like yeah I remember Zacchaeus in the tree there Zacchaeus in the tree right but the Bible is deeper God is bigger and you can spend eternity with God you're not gonna know God and feel like okay God is boring God is never boring as long as you are walking with him in an intimate personal relationship in the Bible how much do you know your Bible what do you know in your bible are you up about what you know in your bible does the bible give you peace yeah does the bible give you joy when you read it do you truly see yourself talking to god the creator of the universe the almighty god the most powerful being in the universe wants to be your father and wants a relationship with you People are looking for a religion. Jesus is offering a relationship, and you gotta walk with God every day. I remember the Bible talking to me about Enoch. Enoch, you know, in the Old Testament, there one of the patriarch. He walked with God three hundred years. He was not doing religion for three hundred years. He walked with God three hundred years. It's a walk. It's a daily walk. You know, sometimes we feel like our relationship with God is a burden because we turn the relationship with God into duties and stuff that we have to practice. What about turning my relationship with my wife into things that I have to practice? Like I've been married for 17 years now, Remember, imagine me having a piece of paper and say, okay, these are the 21 ways to love my wife. <laughs> Number one, number two, number three, number five, you know, every morning I gotta wake up and brush my teeth before I kiss her on the teeth over here. Number two, I make sure I cut my hair. Number three, I make sure I go in the kitchen and cook her a coffee and a nice piece of meal. Number five, they make sure I do the laundry. Six, and, and every morning, you gotta take your pen and every day go through that list. Number one, okay, have I, I need to go in the bathroom. Okay, let me go in the bathroom. Uh, all right, I'll come back. Number two, I gotta make sure of love is that when you love you don't have to go to a list it comes from your heart and you can do even more than 21 things when you love because love will never count the sacrifice you're doing for the person you love you don't count do you count your money when you love somebody when you take me to coffee you take me to a coffee shop you ask me to pay for my bill that's fair right but when you take a loved one to a coffee shop do you ask him to pay his bill Maybe over here in England, but we don't do that in Africa. Yeah, I found out. Yeah, yeah, that's why you guys are not excited, because I found out you guys, you do some crazy stuff over here, right? You're like, bro, let me take you, invite you to a, you know, a restaurant. We're going to have a good time. I'm like, oh, you are taking me out? Yeah. And then we reach the restaurant. You take the menu and you order your food. You don't think about me. And then, as they serve you the food, you are eating and you're looking at me, you're like, bro. Are you fasting? No, I am not. You invited me. Share with me. Oh, it's probably a cultural thing there, right? Come on. Maybe that's why some of you guys are not married. Yeah. You're gonna take that sister out. You're like, yeah. Let me take you out, sis. You know, let me show you my love and uh, let's. Where, where, where do you want to go? And you ever ask me where, where I want to go? ask me if i have the money to pay the bills right oh chinese restaurant now you're taking me to a chinese restaurant you're ordering like okay give me some mushroom with uh, pork sliced meat and all right sis just sit down there it's very good nice restaurant there guys can you bring the food okay good and then sis can we pray yeah give thanks to god praise the Lord. amen okay sis tell me where were you born wow well, sis you remind me of can i have another glass of uh, orange juice oh sis i just noticed after one hour are you fasting oh no and then you are like what's going on i'm not married because when you love you don't count what you give what are you giving to god lately do you count what you give to god in your relationship with god it starts with that love for god's words and then as you read god's words i've been reading god's word for 22 years and i tell you it's never boring the bible is amazing i've not finished studying my bible because i want to know god i want to know his character his nature i want to know how god relates to every circumstance of my life and there are more than a thousand promises in the bible that god is giving to you and god is faithful and i'm 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 still in love with the bible because i'm in love with god that's why i keep on going and i will not stop until jesus call me back and you were a christian just for two years and you're already tired yes you know going out with some young christians among you in the room over here and like, like i'm 47 sometimes you are just 25 and you've been a disciple for two years and you're already tired of being a disciple you're even thinking about leaving jesus i'm like already <laughs> come on bro you haven't even started it's like walking into a marriage now you come before the pastor to marriage you you're like yeah i'm in love with this lady what are your vows i promise that uh, death or poverty cannot separate us i will love you up to the end and then i'll give you the blessings go and after two years you're ready for a divorce that's a problem of our society today nobody value marriage anymore because we just take it like a game right people are going marriage today they, they, they married just for the fun you know like uh, excitement we're gonna the hall. we're gonna rent you know the parties and people are gonna come and see us yeah. but what about your vows there yeah. people don't value that anymore there are more divorces than
0: marriage
1: but the problem is that does not only happen in the physical sense spiritually people are living Jesus in their heart even you can even sit here, but you have left Jesus already in your heart, and you are not even been with Jesus for five years now, you're thinking about divorcing Jesus? That means you are not rooted really in God's word. you got to be in God's word, they're going to help you. And then when you're in God's word, then you're going to develop a genuine reverence for the name of Christ. You see, these sons of Siva, they were using the name of God in a very peculiar way not just to do like other people region coming to god is not just a phenomenon it's not just a cultural thing it is a lifestyle it's who you are do you really revere the name of jesus do you fear god most of the time we get so used with god we get so used to god that we just take god like a friend you know like anyone hey god okay i'm not ready to talk to you today okay see you tomorrow bye And then you don't pray. God, I'm not ready to do your mission today. I'm not going to talk to anyone. I don't feel like doing it. Okay, good. You don't do it. Now, if you do, if you walk with God every time you feel like doing it, that means you never really fell in love with God. And you don't fear God. Like we just sin, 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 we sin quickly. And we sin easily when we don't fear God. Because you don't think about God watching you. You're thinking about yourself. So you go and do your own stuff and you come and confess. And you feel like, as long as I confess, I'm okay. No, confessing is enough. You're not okay when you confess, you're okay when you repent. And the fear of God will give you that sense of reverence about God's stuff, God's kingdom, God's purpose, God's missions. They are sacred. Don't take it for granted, guys. If you're invited by the governor, by the mayor of London, or by the queen, how do you dress to go there? How well do you prepare yourself to have an encounter with the queen? You take it seriously, right? (laughs) But what about encountering God every day? How do you how do you take that? Casually? Is it casual in the way you walk, in the way you speak, in the way you talk? No. If you have an encounter with somebody important like the governor or the queen you treat yourself you make sure you put yourself in the order there yeah. you are serious about what you're going to say you're serious about the way you behave right yeah. yeah just spend one hour with the governor or with the mayor you are serious you're a chef you're well dressed you don't speak anyhow you don't call him like oh uh, cameron you don't call cameron the prime minister like that cameron Is that your friend? You call him his excellency. Right? But what about God? We got to really develop a sense of fear of God. This guy didn't fear God. That's why they were beaten by demons. Because they didn't fear God. Yeah. If you don't fear God, people will tell by seeing all the scars that you have on your spiritual body. You're out there in impurities, you know, pornography, masturbation, cursing, say all kind of rubbish stuff, and then on Sunday you show up to church as a demon, you know, beaten by the demon. <laughs> Brother, what's going on? You know, bro, I was beaten this week, look at me there, bro. From my head to the toes there, nothing is, you know, correct on me. What's going on in your life, bro? You're never excited. You're always wounded. What's going on? You don't fear God. The fear of God will keep us in a safe boundaries yes. yes because my son when I tell him don't do that and then I say if you do it then I'm gonna have to spank you I put some boundaries as long as he stays in the boundaries he's safe but when you cross the boundaries you go outside the boundaries you might meet demons out there right so we got to develop how deep is your fear of God are you walking on it Oh, are you a people pleaser?
0: Oh, boy. There it is.
1: Are you a drum beater? People pleaser? Dancing for the show? Oh, boy. oh, they are looking at me. So, I love God. Look at me, guys. I love God. Hosanna. Hallelujah.
0: <laughs>
1: Michael is watching me. Hallelujah, deep Jesus. Oh, awesome Jesus. Jack is watching me. Hallelujah, fire. Janet is looking at me. Can I invite you to church? Come on, come on, come on. Come Come to the London International Christian Church. Are oh, you watching me? Oh, come, come somewhere. Are oh, watching me? Man. And then now, when you're alone, you're like, I'm tired of this religion there. I'm frustrated. I'm depressed. I just gotta drink my cup of wine. <laughs> I gotta watch internet pornography there to give myself some pleasure. Mm. Acting out costs a lot of energy. I'm burned out. I'm waiting for the next show. Mm. More channels. Love is good. Mm. Give me more food to eat, food. Wine. Mm. No prayer, no Bible reading. Oh, the next meeting is coming. It's time to act. It's time to go. James, hey, hallelujah, Jesus. Hey, we got to be fired up to in God's kingdom. Yes, never mess with Jesus. Jesus is powerful. Come to God. Yes, let me share the gospel with you. Whoa, you let me fall up. I don't sleep. I woke for God all night long. Woo! Bro, royal grow your bread, your great Oh, hallelujah. Whoo! The end of the show. I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I don't feel happy. I will give up. This is not a show. People can notice you. But if you are doing all this out of wrong motives, God doesn't notice you. Because your religion is in vain. We got to do this out of reverence for Christ only. Not to be promoting leadership. And now, there are every kind of jealousy and bitterness among us. Why? Because when you are doing this for man, when another man got promoted, you're upset. You're like, it took my position. It took my place. That's the place I deserve. Why is it that Michael is giving it to somebody else, not me? They're not fair. And now, uh, you're looking at that brother, you're grumbling your heart. What about me? I'm supposed to go to the conference as well. been serving this kingdom for how long nobody's watching me i am upset i'm not even married no sister like me but i'm fired up that kind of show and mindset will send you to hell you better repent today this is god's kingdom you got to do everything you're doing out of reverence and fear of God. It is a vertical relationship before it is an horizontal relationship. we got to put everything in order in our mind. And I really believe Paul and all the disciples, they were happy where they were working hard for God. They were not working for imp- to impress anyone. They were walking because they were being thankful for their salvation. That would be the things that need to motivate you, right? Are we still friends, guys? Do you still like me? Are you still gonna take me out for coffee after the church service? I'm not talking to you personally, guys. No, no, no. I'm talking to myself. Because I've been a disciple for 22 years, yeah, I know this kind of feeling, you, you have it there. You know, the devil tempts you just to distort your view, how do you have to be committed to God there? So we got to be like the disciples, we got to be really focused on Jesus, then when you have that reverence, when you have that fear of God, then you're going to have an amazing impact. That's why they had the impact. The whole province of Asia where you heard the gospel of Jesus. Why? Because they were in the Bible, they developed a real sense of fear of God, reverence for Christ, and then they have their personal convictions and faith. And then they were able to impact other people. You see, I don't want to fake it out until I die. Can you imagine, I have friends today that are not disciples. They are not faking out being Christians or non-Christians. They're just living their life, right? I have friends who have Mercedes, driving, you know, limousines and have law firms. Let's say they're not pretending. They're just living their pagan's life. They, they do the best they can with their life. Imagine I've been pretending for 22 years. I'm not with them. I'm not with Christ. What kind of life is that? <laughs> it's miserable. To pretend what are you going to achieve by pretending nothing it's better you are non-christian the bible says it's either you're cold or hot but not lukewarm in the middle one foot inside the kingdom and one other foot outside of the kingdom and you're trying to play the two games at the same time today i'm with jesus tomorrow i'm with the devil and then i'm coming back to jesus And then I'm going back to the devil and you're roaring on two rivers there like whoosh. You see you're not moving. You're putting one step forward and you're putting two steps backward. In your heart you're divided. You're not free. You're still captive because you're trying to win both worlds. It doesn't work that way guys. And this morning I just wanted to give you my testimony there, and I will end up there. I'm not going to go farther than that. And I want you to read the rest of the story in the book of Acts up to Act 28. But I I have stuff, I can tell you some stuff. After I worked with God for 22 years, I really believe there are some mistakes that you just got to avoid. I already pointed them out, but these are going to really make your life miserable if you stay in them, right? I was a disciple for four years. And everybody was praising me, brother, you're awesome and amazing. I was in a church. I was always serving in front. I never knew what it meant to sit back there, you know. Some of you guys, you're sitting back. That doesn't mean you're not good, people. But I was just, you know, people were flattering me, telling me a lot of stories. You know, people will tell you all kind of stories. If you focus on what men tell you, your head is going to get like this. (laughs) sometimes men don't tell you the truth yeah. depending on their interest and what they want to produce in your life they just tell you things that they want to tell you or make you feel good sometimes and sometimes they mislead themselves about who you really are so i used to get a lot of praises from men a lot of praises from men. before i found out my head was like this i was walking in the fellowship like wow man i'm the new prophet <laughs> i'm the new prophet and while the preacher was preaching i was critical I'm looking at here, I'm like, if I do it, I can do it this way, this is not a good way. You do it, you go this way, you go this way. That's not a good sermon there, actually. If I preach, I preach this way, I preach this, I preach that. And then I remember the first day I was asked to preach. Then I was really grateful to all the preachers that have been preaching. (laughs) And as they asked me to preach, I became confused. I was like, oh yeah, I used to correct everybody that now I need to preach. And i went to the preacher i was you know critical i was criticizing and i said how do you do that he said no i know you are you're a great guy everybody talks about you you are famous you are grounded in the bible i'm sure you're going to do it i was like oh i need some practicals he didn't give me anything oh for one week i couldn't sleep <laughs> god was exposing my pride and my arrogance there now i was having my bible from genesis to revelation i didn't know where to start (laughs) which topic should i pick i read the bible i read the bible i'm writing everything on my exercise book and then i'm casting everything It's not good i went to zechariah i went to ezekiel i went to i didn't find anything to say and i started writing all kind of nonsense in my notebook i wrote i wrote i wrote and then sunday came sunday morning i was depressed i lost some kilograms i wasn't fired up and then i walked in the service i was so concentrated on my sermon because like this is a sermon of my life i need to show them i can preach I went in front, they're like, no, bless is gonna come and preach. Sure. And then I walk up there and I look at everybody was looking at me. And I was scared. All these eyes, people were silent. Only me with the audience. And I started my sermon. Uh, let's go to George. Uh, no. no. Chronicle. No. 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 Uh, I think it was, was Sam. No. no. Oh, yes. yes. Uh. Sorry, guys. Yeah. People were looking at me. At the end, it was like, wow. You know what? They were so nice to me. They still stood up and clapped. And I was walking away ashamed. <laughs> Now I was learning about humility. Don't judge other people. It's easy to sit down and to judge those who are trying to do something. It's better to try to do something and fail than to just sit down and never accomplishing anything and just criticising people. So I learned that lesson. That you got to be humble, you got to appreciate those who are doing, those who are giving their hearts. I learned how to serve people with a right motive. Every time I had the kind of wrong motive to serve people so that they can notice me, the things I'm going to do are not going to work. God will stop me, God will oppose me. Because God will always oppose the proud. And He gives grace only to the humble. So I learned to live my Christian life not for people, but for God. And to be honest with you guys, this has saved my life many times. Because when the people you are counting on are turning their back on you, if you don't have God, what's gonna happen to you that's how you fall away and then you're like i didn't know christian can do this to me and four years ago i was in a major crisis in abidjan when i saw i mean my friends my people those i've loved and served for so many years they were manipulated and they turned their back on me and they really bite me severely i was leading 22 churches in 14 nations I've been traveling ups and down to preach the gospel. I married a lot of singles in the churches. Like, bro, you should like this. This sister is good, Bro, you don't have to stay single for your whole life. What about the sister? What about that sister, bro? Just go and date. Learn to appreciate her. And I will go to the sister. Sis, it's time to get married. I encourage a lot of people to get married. I had a lot of people that were doing good spiritually. I could say because I was involved in their life. But one day, people turned their back like this on me. I had a group of people in the church that were power hungry power hunger they wanted to be in, 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 in leadership they wanted to be in a position where they can influence the church and i had some other people abroad in the states that wanted to take over those churches who were doing good in africa you see if we are not focused on christ we can be doing politics in the church why is it that many people are bitter about churches When you evangelize, people say, Oh, church, oh no. Why? Because sometimes, because of wrong motive, we have shown a bad image of Christ. We have discouraged people to commit themselves for God. Because in some churches, people come and do politics. Okay, you are not from my tribe, you are not from my country, you are not from my nation, you are not from, you know, I cannot get married to you if you are not from Ireland, if you are not from Bridge. No. In Christ there's no barrier anymore I've learned that and that's why we are here in London give us one good reason to live in London well we love you guys we love London we love British people but I'm not from here I don't really properly speak the language all I put myself in this mess just to be over here and struggle every day with English I could do all the stuff with my life. I could go in France and live in an environment where I speak my language and do what I want to do in France, in French. I could only stay here for one reason, because of Jesus. It's just because of Jesus. It is because of Jesus that I have a relationship with you. You are left-handed, I'm right-handed. You are British, I'm French was born in Africa you were born in Ireland and then you see the Church of God people come from different cultural background where are you from bro Nigeria where you from bro I'm from Trinidad and Tobago where are you from bro I'm from Ireland where you from bro I'm from uh, heaven (laughs) (laughs) so how do you guys match together how do you guys go along together and you are joyful and one day that lady is not here today but two three weeks ago she really she challenges me I mean she encourages me because she said she was walking around, she she used to go to a particular church. And that Sunday morning she didn't want to go to her church. Right. She was thinking, it is boring, people don't really love one another and I've been part of that church forever. I don't feel like going there so god i'm not going to go there i'm just going to walk around Chopped farm over here and see if there's any fellowship you want me to go to where people really love one another and she was walking out and she even met janet was passing with another sister there and they didn't talk but they just look at one another and just smile like this and she was like oh that's a nice lady there and then she walked and then she came over here at the entrance of this building and she saw so many different churches people going to different places she was like God, guide me. Where do I go? Where you can really show me your presence and people really practicing the Bible? And then she saw some disciples fellowshipping, giving hawk This is hey bro. You know how disciples are. Hey, brother. I hope you are not faking it. Hey, my sister. Come on. That's right. And then she was like, these people seem to be loving there, right? Let me follow them and see where they go. And then they, she followed the disciples and she came in the room over here. And she saw everybody was like, your bro. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my goodness! He said, "Man, oh shit, son, oh, why are you in the side?" I they had children. Like, I mean, this guy, I think you need just for me. Maybe they had a meeting before I came. They were like, "Let's do everything to impress this lady who's gonna come." She was looking, looking like, "This is this is incredible." getting this from and then people were coming to her hey lady, how you doing she was like wow she had the fountain of love flowing over her life <laughs> at the end she was so happy she walked out she went to a little kebab restaurant there she was smiling alone like is this true Two Christians that love one another black, white, you know, yellow, green, you know, purple, all kind of hairstyle, conflicts. but they have something in common. They have the love of Christ in common. Amen. And then before I found out, my wife walked in that restaurant with my, with my daughters and they were talking, talking, and then I walked in there and she was introduced to me. I counseled everything I was about to do and I sat down with her. I ordered my meal and we had a dinner, a lunch. We talked, and she was like, wow this is god's kingdom is this true people can really get in love with the bible like that now if you're wondering if we're acting let me tell you we are not acting we were transformed by the gospel of christ so we don't have to pretend anymore this is exactly what's going to happen in your life so that you can have the impact that these people have in the book of acts it's time for you to get up and be baptized so that you can be part of god's kingdom what are you watching for You might die today, are you right with God? And brothers, if you have been pretending, it's time to repent, to get up, and to walk in right motives. You can die today. Or you don't die today, you can spend your life pretending. It's not going to give you any joy. It's time to get up, it's time to get right with God, it's time to have the right motif, it's time to have the fear of God, and it's time to have the amazing impact that God wants to use you for. God's love you. Amen. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.